what is going on guys welcome back to another episode of be creative podcast my name is eric troy i am going to be your host and i just first want to say it is good to be back and the reason why i have been gone for about two weeks or so is because it's not that i hit a wall it's more so I needed time to think about things and yes that sounds general that sounds generic that doesn't give any in-depth answer to why I was out for two weeks and sometimes people have to take a step back and kind of hit a refresh button uh, to kind of take a step back and look at the progress and the you know the whole yeah progress of how one is going through in life and to be quite frank i feel like i was running in circles for the past couple of months i've always wanted to do this podcast and once i've gotten this podcast up and running i posted very frequently in the beginning and then i started to distance myself and distance myself and i got caught in other things i started gaming very late at night i started watching youtube videos i started binge watching Korean show after Korean show after K-drama to K-drama after so on and so forth and in the moment it feels great but it didn't do me any benefit because here I am two weeks you know late to a podcast that I haven't prioritized and I felt icky and mucky and it's extremely lazy and I told myself there's got to be a way and after talking to many many people and watching so many motivational videos from Jordan Peterson and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and you know other podcasters I just couldn't grasp the concept until I stumbled upon Ryan Holiday and yes Ryan Holiday isn't a world-renowned um philosopher or entrepreneur he's actually a regular guy that's been studying this one philosophy for 15 years and what how could someone study something for 15 years and not go viral and maybe it's because of the philosophy that this person is talking about you know Ryan Holiday is a person that has talked to uh, people in the NBA, in the NFL, uh, in the military, in the Special um, uh, Marine Corps. Um, he has also talked to U.S. Senators. Um, this man has a lot of connections and people like to talk to him to kind of pick at his brain about Stoicism. You may have heard of the term Stoicism based off the word Stoic and Whenever you think of someone being stoic, you probably think of them as someone laid back, uh, quiet, uh, possibly selfish and self-centered, but always cool, calm, and collected during stressful times. And although those characteristics are strong traits of stoicism, stoicism is much more than just an attitude. It's actually a way of life. And I'm not saying I am... A professional in it I am not just like Ryan Holiday says we are all students of life trying to understand it and how to work in understanding our purpose and stoicism is just one of those philosophies uh, on going at it head to head so what is stoicism well 
after watching many of Ryan Holiday's videos, I've created and not I've created, I was able to extract eight foundational steps. It's actually uh, can be found in a lot of his YouTube videos, eight foundational steps to practice stoicism and to be stoic in our everyday lives. And you may have heard of a lot of these uh, types of um, you know tips and tricks before, but there was no there was no fuel to it. You know, there it was just more so like, oh, here it is, take it how you want it, and just be done with it. Whereas this podcast is going to talk more in depth of real life scenarios that a lot of us go through and how we can encounter it based off of my experiences and the experiences that you the listener will take so let's start with uh, step one which is going to be preparing for the hours ahead and for the past two weeks this has helped me tremendously so I'm gonna be quite frank with you guys a lot of us sleep in if you say you don't you're lying if you actually do wake up early good you are a step ahead of this but but first it's still important don't skip ahead all right ready so before before going to bed, I would eat a crap ton amount of food, right? Good food. I used to make pasta, um, made salmon over rice, um, maybe threw in a couple of um, pizza rolls in the oven before I slept. Like, I was living very, very comfortably. Like, if your mouth is watering right now, you are definitely one of those people. And I was one of those people. And I didn't really prepare anything. I didn't write a to-do list for the following day. I didn't write in my journal. I didn't plan mentally what's going to happen. I just ate till I was full and I got in a food coma and fell asleep at like 3, 4 in the morning. Woke up at like 10, 11 the next morning. And I still felt sluggish. So during the past two weeks, what I've been doing is, I mean, I still ate food. Uh, later because you know I work at night Um, but pretty much what I've done is I made the food that I was going to eat the following day because the following day I'm like oh I have food I should eat it before it goes bad and once I eat it it kind of minimizes the amount of food I eat later in the night although I just said I still eat food at night it's not around like 12 a.m. 1 a.m. 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. that I'm eating this food I'm actually eating them around like 9 10 p.m. And then having like an hour or two to digest and then going to bed um, fully happy and fully digested. Um, happy as in like I prepared food for the following day and the next day I'll be looking forward to eating it. I'll be looking forward to uh, regaining this energy bag for the tasks that I have to do for the rest of the day. So for you, preparing for the hours ahead can literally be... Um, Packing your bag for a trip or for a class that you are about to go the following day Or maybe preparing for the hours ahead is instead of just making your lunch, you know, make your dinner as well the same day Because you'd be surprised at the amount of time you spend thinking of a decision Coming up with a decision and then performing that decision You know a lot of these Tasks and decisions that you take can take as little as five to ten minutes of your precious time up to like five hours of your time Like I know for me personally If I don't cook food the night before going to bed Then I would wake up. I would do my work Everything will be on track and then I'll get hungry and then I'll have to spend an hour cooking 
And then after eating, I'm digesting, I feel full, I feel a little sluggish, I feel a little tired, and then the workload and the amount of work that I put drastically drops. And then now mentally I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna rest a little bit, uh, I should wake myself up, um, I still feel tired, I'm gonna have to pick this up later in the night. Later in the night, oh I get hungry, let me cook some more food. And while I was in the middle of working trying to catch up, I'm making food and I'm wasting time and then all of a sudden I eat food and I get tired and I go to sleep. And then it cycles. This is what I was talking about. I was literally a dog chasing its own tail. And it was bad. So I don't just prepare the hours ahead by just cooking the food for the following day. I create a to-do list um, for the following day. I don't really do a daily to-do list because I always find myself adding more things to my plate as I work. So what I do is I sit back, I sit down, and I write down a power week, some things that I have to accomplish this week. So I break them down into three categories. One, I work for an agency. So for this agency, I have to really sit down and understand, all right, so with how many uh, clients am I going to be contacting? How much content should I post onto the agency? Uh, how many systems am I updating? Am I checking up on any systems? What numbers and statistics am I looking for? I'm going to have to finish this by Friday, by the end of the week. The second category that I do is be creative. I think of some podcasts. I sit down, I brainstorm. And once I got a topic, I research on it. So pretty much my tasks are come up with a podcast topic that I thoroughly enjoy and I see myself talking about and then researching and then marketing and then speaking with my, a content creator that will manage my Instagram account. That's four things right there I have to finish by, you guessed it, the end of the week. And the third and final thing is personal. You know, I, I have a cat so I got to make sure the litter box is clean unless my cat starts pooping on the floor. So what do I got to do? Clean up the litter box twice before the end of the week. Clean the bathroom at least once or twice a week. Two, if I do it two times this week, I'll get a bonus. I'll go out and get some Starbucks coffee or something like that. Clean the bathroom because, you know, cat litter. Litter always seems to fall in the cracks of my marble floor. Or my tiled floor, not marble floor, sorry. Another personal thing might be, hey... I gotta hit arms, chest, and legs this week. I gotta hit it. I gotta work out at least three times a week. You see how I noticed that I don't give myself, hey, I gotta finish this by Tuesday or Thursday, and everything has to be done by Friday. No, just everything has to be done by Friday. And Elon Musk once said, if you have a goal or a vision, let's say you have a 10-year vision, try to finish that 10-year vision in six months. Most likely, you are not going to accomplish this 10-year goal. And people first read that quote and they're like, then why, then why the fuck are you telling me this quote? What does this mean? What, what benefit does that do? But Elon Musk continues on by saying, if you do that 10-year vision goal and you try to attempt to finish that in six months and you fail, you'll understand what to do next. You'll understand why you failed. And You'll also accept the failure before you fail. That's key. And finally, the most important thing is you'll be so much further ahead than the person who've already accepted that it was going to take 10 years. 
So I know that's a little bit extreme. For me, mentally, having to finish all those tasks by Friday seems manageable and I can accept that. But I then allow myself room for procrastination, error, laziness, and just pushing it on to the side, pushing it on till next week, pushing it on again tomorrow, pushing it on again next month, next year, next life, who knows? So I try to do everything before Friday. And once I push myself mentally to do that, I force my brain to go into work mode. I find myself in this workflow state that is unstoppable, kind of almost like a runner's high. Many of you soccer players and uh, track runners and athletes in general, or if you just run occasionally and casually, you'll understand that once you pass the point of that huffing and puffing and your lungs collapsing, you then can feel like you could run forever, right? That is called a runner's high. And this is kind of what I've achieved in the past 15 days. I've been noticing that I've been finishing all of my tasks within two to three days rather than seven days. The remaining days I plan for the week ahead. And then this feeling of progression and being on track and being on fire is just addicting. More addicting than enjoying the pizza rolls that I have every single night. So preparation is key, whether that's an official to-do list. Wow, I pronounced that horribly. An efficient to-do list or making food for the following day or making plans for the following week. Whatever it is, prepare, prepare, prepare. You know, there's, there is such thing as luck. Um, you know, the luck that you think about is kind of like a one in a million or a one in a billion chance. That's, that's almost unachievable. Luck is actually most favorable to those who are prepared. If the moment comes, if the opportunity comes out of thin air, that's the lucky moment. It's not you accomplishing that opportunity and you taking advantage of that opportunity, the luck factor. It's actually the opportunity itself. Once the opportunity is there, it's then all up to you. If you lose that opportunity, you can't blame it on unluckiness. That's just lazy. That's just you pointing fingers. That's just you wanting to blame other than yourself. Once the opportunity comes amidst and the opportunity and the moment is there, you got to seize it by preparing for it. Yes, although step one was really, really long, it's one of the most important ones too. Number two of these eight foundational steps is to go for a walk. You know, there was this, um, this is a very, very important figure that Ryan Holiday mentions called, um, his name is, I'm going to butcher this terribly, uh, Neat. Nietzsche, whatever, it's spelled N-I-E-T-Z-S-C-H-E. So as you can tell, and you can understand that that's a very hard name to pronounce. But anyways, he says only ideas had when walking have any worth. And if you think about it, it's a very simple quote, but a very true one. Have you ever had a moment where you pace and you pace and you walk around going over a conversation that you've had earlier that should have gone another way, but you were thinking of all the possibilities of different outcomes of that conversation if you said something different? The key is you paced, you walked around, you physically, literally walked around. You know, although this is not 100% true all the time, like not, you know, 
good ideas can come from the shower and i'm sure you're not pacing around your bathtub like some crazy maniac but you know who knows maybe you do but going for a walk is key like for me i don't go on morning walks but i do pace around my room i talk to myself and for those of you who do want to go for a walk don't think of it as physical exercise because for some weird reason everyone likes to think of physical exercise as something of an expense it is you are spending your time and energy kind of hurting your body to recover and become stronger don't think of it as physical exercise think of it as mental exercise because even though you aren't exercising you actually are exercising but instead of exercising your body you're actually exercising your brain right so go for a walk or go do something that doesn't require your phone when you go for a walk you better not be on instagram or social media because now you're just like you know it's not as bad as texting and driving you're texting and walking and you know if everyone starts doing it i guarantee there's going to be some ad out there going oh texting and driving don't do that now it's texting and walking don't do that the point is if you're walking it should just be you and the world and your brain right the third thing is commit to consistency a little bit of every single day and this kind of goes back to mind exercise your mind is a muscle and like a lot of things you have to work out and exercise it for it to become stronger like you lift weights so that your muscles can become bigger and stronger and more durable that is the same thing with the mind you have to develop habits and healthy and beautiful habitual decisions and actions that you commit to every single day for your mind to become stronger it's crazy because i was able to say all of that effortlessly and with such compassion and with such what's the word i'm looking for conviction that it holds true if like the reason why your habits are habits is because they're hard to break and your muscle for that is so strong your body doesn't want to let it go because it's strength your body will avoid weakness in my previous podcast in studying which was episode 16 i talk about a very uh simple physical psychological not physical psychological concept where the mind will tend to want to do something more enjoyable and easier and avoid something that will require energy and is an expense of time and energy i would say no the word commit everyone is afraid of like why are you afraid of commitment like i guess it's a relationship thing people don't like to be committed and it's a valid reason maybe they don't want to feel like they're tied down or what you know so they say cuffed but that's fine but in order to commit to someone you have to be able to commit to yourself because they are gonna be wanting you for being you and if you can't even commit to yourself if you can't even commit to yourself how can you commit to some you know to someone else it's just impossible so commit to consistency any healthy habit that you do you have to commit to it 
little by little. You don't have to drastically change your life. I'm not asking you to change yourself entirely in one day. If you've always wanted to read a book, don't read an entire book a day. You know, that's, that's very impressive if you're able to read a book every single day. And yes, all the great entrepreneurs and, you know, coaches and advisors and gurus may do this. Who knows? But, you know, change works best in small steps. You know, this is this is one famous quote. I'm I'm going to I'm going to butcher it and I'm gonna paraphrase it, but pretty much it says, you know, change should happen in small increments and small change is good, but change itself is no small feat. Meaning that you may have to start small to change, but remind yourself that the change that you are doing in small increments is going to be big. It's going to be huge for you, you know? So commit to consistency. Develop these healthy habits. If you're going to change, change in small increments. If you want to read a book more often, don't read an entire book a day. Read at least one page a day or two pages a day if one chapter is too long and commit to it and keep yourself accountable to it step number four is engage with your community now this you can take it how you leave it i actually don't do a lot of things in my community because i live in king of prussia and king of prussia is such a densely populated and a huge district and you know slash township whatever and I don't participate a lot in it, but I commu- you know I like to involve myself in the agency where you know our Facebook group has 1.5 you know thousand members, and all these members you know range in between you know 20s to to like 60s, and I engage with them by helping them grow their business and scale and. You know, helping them out in other factors and then, you know, posting content for them to laugh at, to learn from, to enjoy, to connect with. And a lot of people are surprised by this step because everyone thinks that stoicism is all about being self-centered and being selfish and only think about me, 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 me. But it's actually promoting to be bigger than yourself. You know, Marcus Aurelius in the book, The Meditations, always talked about, not always talked about, once mentioned that, you know, we are destined to work as human beings. Because in the world, we see the plants grow and thrive in the sunlight every single season because that is what they do. We see ants always waking up every single day, going in the same path, in the same direction to get the resources and the equipment and the other utilities that ants need to provide for their colony provide provide and provide is what they do and we weren't brought to this world to cuddle up in our little blanket sleep in at night or sleep in in the morning and just be lazy and be you know just a body in bed we are born to work we are born to thrive we are born to learn we are born to educate and we are born to help so engage with the community, whether it's your township, it's your school, it's your club, it's your you know, friends. Engage with your community. Be bigger 
than yourself. You know, something something larger than yourself. You know, and going back to the character and how to train your dragon, Stoic, who was Hiccup's dad, as you may know, was always putting the village in front of himself. No, putting the village ahead of himself, of his own self. No, I mean, a lot of people can probably relate that Stoic from How to Train Your Dragon will actually die and take his life towards the dragon head on for the sake of the village. Everything for the village. Engage with the community. Step five, push your limits. Now, this kind of goes back to the runner's hide that I was talking about. You know, there you, every philosopher that you meet, every doctor or scientist that you can encounter will tell you that, you know, in terms of working out or developing these habits, you, you should push your limits. You can actually override the thoughts and pain that your body produces. You know, but is there is there a line, though? Like, how far can one push oneself before harm? Well, you just know. You know, I know that's not an answer that you just want to hear, but you just know. Like, when working out, your body will always tell you to stop. And you know this. You may be wondering, how does one override this thought of stop well before working that you gotta understand hey my body is gonna tell me that it's gonna hurt and it's gonna want to stop you already know this you already know this like what are you surprised that every time you lift like you know a 30 pound dumbbell and then your arms are burning and you start to sweat and your form gets bad you're like oh is this supposed to happen no this actually happened and you expected that and you know this so with that in mind, your reps could probably go up five or ten more. Who knows? You'll be very surprised on what your mind and body can do past its limits. Number six, cherish your loved ones. This kind of goes hand in hand with the uh, engaging with your community. But the one thing I do want to mention from this step is don't assume. Don't take life for granted. You know, uh, I had a friend call me. Uh, it was, and it was it was really random. I, I I had no idea that this would happen. But um, you know, he actually gone through surgery. Um, it's it wasn't like crazy life changing surgery. It was just something to you know that he that he's always wanted to do. And while he was under anesthesia. He claims that a lot of thoughts came running through his head, and you know he called me, and he, you know, he was, he, he sounded not concerned but serious. Like, hey man, like, you know, while I was under anesthesia, like, you know, a lot of thoughts came to my head, and you know, like, I knew I wasn't going to die, but the thought of dying became a possibility in my head, and I was like, oh wow, it's it's crazy because you know we're, you and I are both twenty one and twenty two, and really like death seemed imminent to you and he's like yeah and then and then you know he he started he then started talking about all the regrets and the uh 
the poor decisions that he, he's made in the past and how he wanted closure uh, from them. And then eventually he then brought up, you know, some tension that he had with me in terms of our past. And I'm not going to go too, you know, far into it, but it was, for him, it was biting at him and it was eating at him for years, uh, months. And he thought it would be best to get it off his chest rather than get it off his chest later knowing that it may be too late. And that kind of hit me because he he realized something bigger than himself. He realized that he decided to cherish the loved ones rather than hide from the loved ones. No pain is worse than hiding the truth from loved ones. Because eventually they're going to find out. You know, I was never upset about that tension, but it felt good, to, you know, to know that he was willing to open up the wound to heal it better rather than hiding it. And number seven is going to be read, read, read. You know, Ryan Holiday always talked about, you know, if you're reading and you're not taking notes, you're doing it wrong. You're reading wrong. And I agree with that. Because you can only remember so much, right? We can't remember every single word in a book. But what we can, you know, do is highlight things and take notes. Because when we do go back, when we need it, or when time calls for us to go back to the book, or we give the book to someone that needs it more than we do, no matter what, there are notes there. There are highlighted marks there. There are certain mentionable quotes or lines there that are unforgettable and are needed to be heard and read to learn like these books are i don't want to say free knowledge but it's just there it's knowledge like people wrote it after years and years of being it and becoming it and understanding it to educate to others going through all the trials and errors and the mishaps and the unfortunate events and the growth and the change and the fulfillment i mean that's why they wrote the book in the first place so why can't we take advantage of it and read it so we can prevent the moment where we have to trial and error and mess up and fall where we can learn from someone who's already fell fallen fell fallen fallen and number eight, the last step is the most difficult one, which is going to be repeat. You repeat all these steps. I'm not perfect. I am trying to repeat. But I will say that repeating it has caused me to feel and understand why Stoicism was such regarded as one of the great philosophies in the ancient times. Just like all things in life, if you want to develop habits, you break it down into steps. But they're habits because you repeat them. It's not a habit if you halt and you do it once. What's the fucking point? Unfortunately, that is all the time I have for today. Let's recap the eight foundational steps. One, prepare for the hours ahead. Two, go for a walk. Three, commit to consistency. Four, engage with your community. Five, push your limits. Six, cherish your loved ones. Seven, read, read, read. And eight, repeat. This is all from the video that Ryan Holiday has made. He has impacted me so, so much already in the past two weeks. I've already sensed change. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling much more productive. I feel more lively. And Ryan Holiday, if you're reading this, 
not reading this jeez i'm all about the whole reading mood if you are hearing this if you're listening to this thank you so much ryan holiday for being such an inspiration to many people and i hope you continue to understand more about stoicism and unlock a lot of other things that people need to hear you know i do hope to meet you one day kind of a big fan so uh hit me up and last but not least, I want to finish off this podcast by saying, you know, philosophy is not just this thing you read about one time and understand. It's an active practice. You know, why do you think Christianity has been sought after and constantly studied for thousands of years? The impact. It's practice that is continuously active the impact that it has made and unfortunately i feel like stoicism has been dying in the past couple of years and it's now starting to pick back up if you listen to this podcast perform and practice some of these stoic behavior you don't have to be a full stoic activist or a stoic guru if you prepare for the hours ahead, you're performing a stoic characteristic. If you're going for a walk, it's very generic, it's very general, but it's another stoic attribute. You know, if you're committing to consistency, engaging with your community, pushing your limits, cherishing your loved ones, reading, 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 and repeating all these steps, it's an act of stoicism that will guarantee growth, fulfillment, and becoming a better person. You know, in times like this, it doesn't hurt to be stoic. Some of the greatest leaders are considered stoic. You know, Ted Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, Nelson Mandela. But that's a topic for another podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Whoa, I just skipped like three words. I apologize. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am your host, Eric Choi. And today we talked about an intro to Stoicism and its eight foundational steps to practicing Stoicism and applying it to your lives every single day to become a better person. And let me know if you guys want me to post more of these Stoic videos. Let me know if you want to, you know, uh, have an interview with Ryan Holiday, and I will promise to do my best to get a hold of him and get him on a podcast like this. But, you know, just like you guys, I am a student of life. I am not a professional or a guru. The only thing I can advise that I know from the very bottom of my heart is to be open, be kind, be the best version of you that you can be, and of course, be creative. Thank you guys so much again, and I will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace.